0: desire to calmly and effectively address your child's struggles, but you can't always seem to find the right words. Or does your child tune out your instructions because you wind up using too many words and not a single one of them is helpful? Are you starting to sound like Charlie Brown's teacher, even to yourself? Then we're so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help support our ministry, one great way you can do that is by purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of other online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you so much for your support, listeners. This enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. Have you ever noticed that when you encounter news stories or even advertisements in our world, you have to give your kids a disclaimer like, well, kids, I know they're saying that all is hopeless, but here's what we believe. Wouldn't it be nice if you could point them to a news source that would actually encourage them to see how God is working in our world today? Well, it is nice because there is such a news source. It's called World Watch. This is an engaging, professional news show produced by Christian journalists, and it's designed specifically for kids. In just 10 minutes a day, you and your kids can stay up to date on the current headlines without the hopelessness and hysteria of most other news sources. My favorite part is that every episode ends with this reminder. Whatever the news, the purpose of the Lord will stand. To find out more about World Watch, just go to worldwatch.news slash ginger to access a free episode. Again, that's worldwatch.news slash ginger. Well, hey, Ginger, I am really excited to be back for another Mother's Day episode with you. And we do have a good reason for airing our Mother's Day episode a little bit early, and we'll tell our listeners about that later in the show. Last year, we had so much fun giving real-life scenarios and then using your Wise Words for Mom's chart to walk parents through how to handle particular behavioral issues. So in that episode, we tackled disobedience and being destructive with toys or property. And we'll definitely have Heather put a link in the show notes to that episode if our listeners want to go back and find it. Katie, if you'll
1: remember, that episode was so popular because moms love specific scenarios and practical solutions that we wound up doing a follow-up episode the next week where we walk parents through using the chart for when siblings are aggravating and tattling. We also covered kids who struggle with complaining in that follow-up episode, which was titled Practical Parenting
0: Solutions. So we'll be sure to put a link to that episode in the show notes as well. So Ginger, one thing you and I have both noticed and talked about often is that many parents are willing to pick up the chart with their younger kids, but they think for some reason that it's a tool with an age limit. And we want to show today that this chart is helpful from toddlerhood all the way to, if we're being honest, adulthood. That's right. I can't tell you how many moms
1: have asked me to create a Wise Words for Teenagers chart, but... I just don't see the need for that because God's Word never changes. It's applicable for all ages. All the verses I list would be the same. It's just the way that parents communicate the heart-probing questions and talk about the verses that change as their children mature and move into their teen years.
0: Exactly. And, you know, just a cursory look at the behaviors you list in that chart, I can see that teenagers and adults might struggle with them. Uh, Bad friendships, conceit, complaining lying, not receiving instruction. I don't need to go on because I think we all get the point. I'm sitting here going, check, 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 check. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sin knows no age limit, unfortunately. And I want to point out the importance of what you just said, Ginger. I'm deeply concerned when I read parenting advice for teenagers that encourages parents to take the focus off of biblical obedience and onto relationship. Mm. But they're setting up this false dichotomy as if God has the kind of relationship with us where he says, okay, now that you're more mature, I'm going to let some of your sinful habits slide in order not to hurt our relationship. And that's ridiculous. And it's not biblical. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, our approach should be different as our children head into adulthood. We don't speak to our teenager the way we speak to a two-year-old. But Should we expect less obedience toward God and toward us as they mature? Should we give them less guidance as they have more serious responsibilities? I don't think so. But like you said, Ginger, our posture toward our kids will need to change as our children grow. But what I believe will never change is our need to draw out what is in the hearts of our children. And that's why I'm often so surprised when parents tell me they only used the chart when their kids were younger. I'm surprised because this chart is literally wisdom from God's word that is helpful from the moment they can speak well into adulthood. It's a chart of heart probing questions and scriptures to reference as a guide, that's it. Um, And one final word on this and then we'll get to it, but I've used the chart on myself on more than one occasion. I know the complaining section by heart, (laughs) Ginger. My attitude is often not showing thankfulness and contentment. And I love the next heart-probing question you have listed by that behavior. This is a question we could all ask ourselves on a daily basis. Rather than complaining, what can you be thankful for in this situation? I don't know anyone who doesn't need to hear that question. So the wisdom is timeless. It's suitable for all ages and stages of development and even for moms.
1: It is. You know, growing up, my kids were so familiar with the verses on the chart, Katie, that they would respectfully bring them to my attention when they saw me doing things like (laughs) whining and complaining. So there's definitely a level of accountability that comes from using the chart with children. No doubt. I would imagine that most of our listeners are familiar with the Wise Words for Moms chart, but we've recently had quite an explosion of new listeners. So I think it might be helpful to briefly explain how it works. There are 22 common behaviors listed in alphabetical order, such as whining, lying, tattling, complaining, disrespecting, and the list goes on and on. And then for each one, there are three steps to help parents address those behaviors from a heart-oriented biblical perspective. So step one is heart-probing questions that help parents get past that outward behavior to the sin in the heart. Step two, the next column, gives a biblical reproof, which is what kids are to put off and what God's Word says about that particular behavior and what it can lead to if it continues. And then step three is encouragement, what kids are to put on. In other words, how they can replace what is wrong with what is right. And I've had moms call this their cheat sheet because it's basically just a quick reference guide with solutions based on scripture that help address behaviors in Uh, calm, effective, and biblical ways. The number one comment I get from parents who use the chart is how it helps them, the parents, have self-control as they train and discipline their kids. So often, I think the reason why we respond badly in the heat of the moment is because uh, it's more out of frustration because we don't really know how to respond. But when our children are in need of correction, Just sending them to their rooms or throwing out statements like, because I said so, aren't Mm -hmm. going to teach them how to walk in the wisdom of the Lord. Our goal as parents isn't to just get our children to stop misbehaving so they'll be more pleasant to be around, but to help them understand that they are sinners, just like we are in need of a Savior. It's to point them to the rescuing help of Jesus, who brings genuine and lasting change. The thing is, when Jesus changes our heart, the behavior is going to take care of itself. So reaching the hearts of our children for Christ, that's our goal. And the Wise Words for Moms chart is a tool that can help parents be more
0: effective in doing that. Can I say one thing, Ginger, that came to my mind when you said the word cheat sheet? And I know some parents refer to it as that, and I think that's fun. Mm -hmm. But that might give the impression that it's something we need to hide from our kids, that we're using it, as if we're going to hide the fact that We're relying on the word of God to help in this parenting situation. I mean, we don't need to approach it that way. Let them see you pull the chart out. Let them see you pull your Bible out. And this is how we're going to approach conflict with our children and when they have conflict with each other. Not that we're pretending like we have all the answers in our head. That's not what we're going for. We want them to see us relying on the word of God to help in every life situation. That's right.
1: And even times, Katie, when I was busy, sometimes I would have my kids go get the chart, right. go look up whining on the chart and come back and let's talk about what that says. Absolutely. And so, but the thing about that, it's like I said, then they become so familiar with the chart that they're <laughs> going to pull it off the kitchen wall and whip it out on you and when good. you're whining. And so good, because right. we
0: ought to exhort one another. Exactly. We want our kids participating in that and us humbly receiving it, which is mm-hmm. really easy to do. <laughs> that's
1: right. And and I, I've heard people say, well, uh, kids shouldn't correct their parents, mm. but it can be done in a respectful way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, that and, and that's good. So, All right, so in the episode today, we thought it might be fun and helpful to set up a couple of scenarios to show how the chart can be used, uh, not just with younger kids, but with older kids as well. And if any of you guys listened to the episode we did last year around Mother's Day, then you know that Katie is the queen of scenarios. (laughs) So I've asked her to tap into that creative mind of hers and set us up with some new ones for this year. Maybe Katie's the queen of being dramatic, but here we go. (laughs)
0: It was another raucous Wednesday night in the 7th grade boys' class at church. Determined to take full advantage of their good-natured 20-something leader, the boys took great delight in sucking down packets of hot sauce that came from who even knows where and then trying not to drink any water. Doesn't that sound like something 7th grade boys would do? It does. I have a 7th grade boy. Yep. Uh, Their leader did his best to follow the lesson while dodging flying packets of hot sauce, but he had a tough audience with all these rambunctious boys. Well, almost all of them. Sitting off to the side with his hands folded neatly in his lap is 12-year-old Maximus. He's the child of every church volunteer's dreams. Every question the teacher is able to shout above the mayhem, Maximus answers with chapter and verse. He even went so far as to learn the entire year's worth of memory verses, well ahead of schedule. As he scans the room of his hot sauce-coated peers, Maximus wonders, Why his parents even want him to be a part of this class of heathens? In the car on the way home, mom asks, how was church tonight? And he responds, fine, I guess. I got all the answers right, and none of the other kids knew anything the teacher was even talking about. I don't think I need to go anymore. That teacher can't teach me anything. I know most of the verses better than he does. Mom has a golden opportunity here, Ginger. What could she say to Maximus? Well, first, Katie, (laughs) your cleverness
1: in naming your character Maximus didn't escape me. Oh, good. (laughs) Since Maximus is Latin for greatest. Mm -hmm. So that was a great name. I always love the names you pick in your scenarios. (laughs) Also, if Maximus's mom wasn't a fictional character, I'd encourage her to go back and listen to the episode we did on... Kids Who Know It All, which was episode 81, because yes, Maximus is bragging, but he also seems to believe that he's so knowledgeable and so wise that there's nothing he can learn from anyone else. Mm. He seems to be struggling with pride to the point that he's become unteachable and unwilling to listen. The Bible says that it's foolish for people to not listen to advice and accept instruction. Proverbs 12, 15 says, the way a fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Another verse that addresses this is Proverbs 18, 2, which says, a fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinion. So listeners, if your child sounds like he might have a lot in common with Maximus, then we'll put a link in the show notes so you can learn more about how to address that. As far as the bragging side of things, the heart probing question I have listed on the Wise Words for Moms chart is a simple one, but it cuts to the chase. Do those words bring glory to God or to yourself? And that's a question that's applicable for all ages even 54. (laughs) In the next column, pride is listed as what to put off with a reference to Proverbs 27, 2, which says, let another praise you and not your own lips. And Psalm 101, verse 1, which warns that God will not tolerate a proud heart. Mm. Then the last column talks about walking in humility and considering others better than ourselves. And I reference Philippians 2, 3. There's nothing juvenile in that teaching. It's wisdom directly From scripture that's applicable for all ages. But in all fairness, I do understand where moms feel like the wording and some of the other behaviors listed on the chart is geared toward younger children, like disobeying, for example. You wouldn't say to a teenager who comes waltzing in an hour after curfew, honey, mommy told you to be home at 10 (laughs) o'clock, and here it is after midnight. Did you obey or did you disobey? (laughs) And then hold up three fingers and ask, How does God want you to obey? If you did that, I seriously doubt your teenager would respond with all the way, right away, and with a happy heart. In (laughs) fact, I doubt you'd get much more than an eye roll. But the command of God for children to honor and obey their parents is the same for a 16-year-old as it is for a six-year-old. The only difference is communicating those truths in ways that show respect for their maturity. Honey... I understand that you're 16 and that you think a 10 o'clock curfew is unreasonable. But sweetie, my responsibility as your mom is to use my God-given authority to shepherd you in ways that I believe are in your best interest. And your responsibility as my daughter is to honor and respect my authority. Now, do you think you've done that tonight? It also might be a good idea to remind and encourage teenagers who struggle to respect and obey parental authority to trust that God has placed them
0: in your care for a reason, not as a killjoy, but for their own protection and good. Ginger, you make a good point that we might want to change our approach or how we word the questions to suit the situation and the child. But I know plenty of teenagers and adults who would do well to consider that question. Did you obey or did you disobey? Sadly, as we become more sophisticated and mature, we often have more sophisticated and manipulative reasons for our sins. You know, the Bible says, don't lie, but it was for their own good. (laughs) You know, that's Mm -hmm. how we tend to justify it in our minds. Not all, but many issues of disobedience to the Lord really are as simple as, did you obey or did you disobey? You know, there's a great article from 1999 by the late David Pallison. It was published in the Journal of Biblical Counseling, and it's entitled X-ray Questions, Drawing Out the Whys and Wherefores of Human Behavior. And we'll have Heather put a link to that journal article in the show notes. I do highly recommend it. Uh, But in that article, Mr. Pallison laid out what he called X-ray questions. We call them heart-probing questions here on our show. He listed 35 questions that are meant to reveal a person's functional gods, Functional gods are what or who actually control our actions, thoughts, emotions, attitudes, etc. Of course, these gods often directly conflict with a person's professed god. And I like these questions that he lists What do you want, desire, crave, lust, and wish for? What desires do you serve and obey? What do you feel like doing? And it's easy to see how questions like that can draw out both a person's actions and their motivations. And in our lives, as well as the lives of our kids, one of our greatest challenges is to ensure that our motives and our actions don't contradict the Bible for one and don't contradict one another as well. Romans 7, 21 to 25 says this, So I find this law at work, although I want to do good. Evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? And I love that he includes this part. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hmm. We can't see inside our kids' hearts So we model what Jesus did. He asked heart-probing questions.
1: Yep, and that is exactly why we are all about asking heart-probing questions here on the podcast, because it's the wonderful example that Jesus set.
0: Have you ever been at a total loss for how to explain to your kids some of the really hard things they've seen in our culture or in the news? Sometimes I resort to distraction, like, hey, who wants ice cream? (laughs) Because... I'm just not sure how to rightly respond. This is why I'm so excited about a new podcast that is stepping in to meet that need. The podcast is called Concurrently, and each episode is full of practical help so that we can teach our kids how to develop news literacy and biblical discernment. To find out more, visit concurrentlypodcast.com, and you can listen to new episodes of Concurrently every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, Katie, I know our listeners are looking as forward to your next scenario as I am. So let's have
0: it. 15-year-old Charity has been looking forward to this coming Friday night for weeks. She and her friends are going together to the high school football game against their crosstown rival. Everyone will be there wearing half a shirt and their cutest mom jeans or whatever cool clothes the kids are wearing now. Ginger, I could not give a great example of this because I don't know. When Charity comes home from school Friday afternoon, her mom gives her the bad news. Her grandmother isn't doing so well and they're planning to go visit and cheer her up. But that isn't the worst news for Charity. The worst news is that it's hours away and they can only go on Friday night. But mom, that's the night of the big game when we'll all be wearing our cute mom jeans or whatever, says the teen, clearly not noticing the concern on her mother's face. Ginger, how can Charity's mom respond? Well, first, Katie, again,
1: brilliantly clever name. (laughs) (laughs) It seems that charity has a problem with being charitable to others when it interferes with her own interest. Mm. The heart-probing questions I list on the chart for selfishness and a me-first attitude are geared towards siblings. So the first question reads on the chart, are you putting your brother or sister ahead of yourself or are you being selfish? And the second question is, what would be a kind and generous thing to do? So as we talked about earlier, you just want to simply alter the wording in accordance with the child's age and situation. So maybe something like, honey, I understand your disappointment. I know how much you were looking forward to going to the game with your friends, but grandma needs our love and support right now. Which do you think is more important? For what to put off on the chart, I've listed Philippians 2, 3, which says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. And Proverbs three twenty seven, which says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to act. And then for what to put on, I've listed Romans twelve ten and 2 Corinthians 9, 7, which say, honor one another above yourselves. And God loves a cheerful giver.
0: Okay, so what might that part of the conversation look like with a teenager?
1: Well, there isn't a right or wrong way to word it, but maybe something along the lines of this. Honey, I understand how hard it is to put the needs of others above ourselves because I've been there many times myself and I haven't always chosen to do the right thing, especially in situations where it required a huge sacrifice of giving up something that I'd rather do instead. But in my experience, I've never found real joy and satisfaction in serving myself. Mm. And on the flip side, I've never regretted the times I chose to put aside myself for the good of someone else. God always fills me with joy when I choose to honor him by putting the interest of others above my own. And sweetie, I'm certain that if you ask Jesus to give you an others-oriented heart about this... You might still be disappointed about missing the game, but God will use you to bless grandma and you'll wind up being blessed as well because that's just how God works when we surrender our plans for his purposes and serve others over ourselves. So go cover your half naked self with the clothes (laughs) we bought you so you don't give grandma a heart attack.
0: (laughs) Obviously you wouldn't use that last part, but (laughs) obviously. Ginger, I really... Really love how I can hear the tenderness in your heart in that response. But it's really clear that you had lots of practice asking heart-probing questions and then sharing how God has revealed the same thing in your own heart. This is such a different response than, why are you so selfish? And can't you see the world doesn't revolve around you? You know, those are rhetorical questions spoken in anger and not the kind of questions that you modeled, Ginger, or that Jesus modeled. I read somewhere recently, I love this, there are 307 questions spoken by Jesus in the Bible, and that's just what is recorded. Questions were essential to his ministry and the discipleship of his people, and we would be really wise to follow his example. Now, on the flip side, Jesus was asked 183 questions, and he only answers three. I find that really interesting. Wow. And not to overanalyze those numbers since we only have a snapshot of Jesus's entire ministry. But I wonder how many of our unanswered why prayers that we pray to God are really just His way of allowing us to search His Word for the answers that are already there. Mm.
1: Katie, that might be one of the most profound things you've ever said.
0: Now is the part of our show where we share a funny kid quip from one of our listeners. Today's kid quip is courtesy of Cheyenne in Idaho, and here's what she writes. Hi there. I recently had an I will remember this forever moment with one of my daughters that I thought I'd share. I had an awful headache and had spent the day chasing my three toddlers and a baby, so I was exhausted. I can't imagine why. I laid down on the floor with my kids on top of me because now I'm a horse that they can ride. (laughs) And my three-year-old said, what's the matter, mommy? So I told her that I have a headache and she responded with a prayer. She laid her hands on my forehead and with a sweet, gentle and clear voice prayed, dear Jesus, please take mommy's brain away. Amen. (laughs) So I quickly stopped her and said, don't say that. My brain is already almost gone. So she responded, well, if you don't have a brain, then you won't be able to feel your headache. And all I could say was, that's true. (laughs) Well, with three toddlers and a baby, I'd say that's a well-earned headache, Cheyenne. So thank you so much for sending that. If you have a kid quip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any funny thing your child or grandchild has said, or it can even be something funny you said as a child. Just go to com slash kidquips. That's Q-U-I-P-S to submit those. Ginger, as we come to the end of our show, I think our listeners might appreciate the special and the discount we're offering on your Wise Words for Moms chart. With Mother's Day just around the corner, now is a really great time to take advantage of this awesome deal and bless your mom friends with a gift that will help them reach the hearts of their children. I also encourage you to mention this deal to your church leaders. Lots of churches purchase these charts in bulk and give them out to moms on Mother's Day, which is such a fun idea. And you can also get them for baby dedications throughout the year. So stick around just a few more minutes and we'll tell you how to get that discount. And remember, purchasing Ginger's resources at gingerhubbard.com is a great way to help support our podcast.
1: Yes. And let me just chime in right here and say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are doing that ever since we started mentioning how much it helps support our podcast when you guys purchase through my site y'all have been so faithful to step up to the plate and do that and I just want to tell you that it has made a huge difference Mm -hmm. so thank you so much listeners for your faithful support if you guys keep it up I might just have to take Katie out for a celebratory hot dog
0: Celebratory hot dog. Ginger, you spoil me. (laughs)
1: Is it a chili dog at least?
0: Chili and onions. With slaw? I like it with slaw on top. Yeah, okay. All right, Ginger, before you leave us with a final word of encouragement, how about reminding our listeners where you'll be this weekend?
1: Sure, I will be speaking at a parenting conference at Grace Covenant Church in Gilbert, Arizona this Saturday, April 29th, and it is not too late to register, so if you can make it, come on out. I would love to meet
0: you in person at that event, so we'll have Heather put a link in the show notes. Okay, Ginger, I lied. One more thing before your final word. I want to share a quick story about my youngest child, Grayson. He's seven. And what happened the other day when I pulled out my wise words for mom's chart. So Grayson and his older brother were in a bit of a scuffle over where each of them was going to play in our yard. And y'all, we have like an acre (laughs) and they were fighting over a 20 foot patch of grass. (laughs) And after asking some specific questions of each of them, I gathered that Grayson was wrong in this instance, Uh, but he wouldn't have it. Like he was completely convinced otherwise. So I brought him inside and went through my wise words for mom's chart. And specifically, I asked him, sweetie, are you promoting peace or are you stirring up trouble? And he wasn't sure how to answer because he did not see that he was wrong. So I asked, how can you show love and pursue peace with your brother? That's a totally different question. Not are you wrong, but how can you pursue peace? I love that you have both of those questions in there. And that he had an answer for. He said, mm-hmm. I could have moved and let him play there. And I agreed. So I let him sit in his room for 10 minutes to think about it. <laughs> and when I came back in, Grayson was face down on his bed and I thought he was crying. But when he lifted his head, he smiled at me. And I said, Did you fall asleep? And he said, No, ma'am, I was praying. And so I asked him what he prayed and he said, For salvation. And so he and I prayed together right then and there. And it was one of the sweetest moments of my life.
1: Oh, Katie, that makes (laughs) me want to (laughs) cry. Praise the
0: Lord. I can't believe you're just now telling me. Well, I know. And, you know, we're still having regular conversations with Grayson to ensure that he understands what that means and Mm, what it doesn't mean. But I'm just so encouraged by what the Lord is doing in his sweet little heart. And Mm. Ginger, I know we don't always have a guarantee as Christian parents that our children will come to know the Lord. God is sovereign over every aspect of our lives, including salvation. But I do know that Jesus taught us how to make disciples. He welcomed the little children. He asked questions. He taught with authority and with compassion, and he prayed for his people. He still prays for his people. So anyway, I just wanted to offer that encouragement to parents who are weary of the same issues with their children day after day. This chart isn't a formula for raising Christian kids, but rather it is a daily reminder to point us and our kids back to God's word for everything we need for life and godliness. So Ginger, just thank you for creating this. I know this episode uh, is meant to be more of a tutorial for the chart than a sales pitch because I know your heart, but I just couldn't let the opportunity pass without telling you how much it has blessed our family. Mm,
1: Well, thank you.
0: Well, now it's your turn for that final word.
1: All right. A final word of encouragement, especially for those of you who are using the Wise Words for Mom's Chart as a quick reference guide. Don't get hung up on the wording. Just speak the truths of God's word from your heart. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom and discernment for how to best communicate with your kids, no matter how old they are. And he will, because he is a faithful God who hears and answers our prayers.
0: thank you so much ginger and thank you listeners for joining us today if you enjoyed our show and want to hear more please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening and while you're there can you leave us a rating or a review this helps us get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children you can find our show notes which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode at gingerhubbard.com Also on GingerHubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today we're offering Ginger's Wise Words for Moms chart bundle deal at a 10% discount. It's buy three, get the fourth chart free for only $15, and if you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com, you can get an additional 10% off this already great deal. The Wise Words for Mom's Chart is a great gift for baby showers, baby dedications, or if you'd just like to bless your mom friends this Mother's Day with a gift that truly keeps on giving. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. And you can connect with me on Instagram if you want just general nonsense and silliness at Katie in a Corner. That's K-A-T-Y in a Corner. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. Now is the part of our show where we share a funny, share a funny kid (laughs) quip. Sound really country. We need some like music Change our music up to fit our, our southern accents. I think we need to get a
1: translator sometimes. We probably
0: do. We've had people write in and say, can y'all slow down? (laughs) I know. Southern and fast. (laughs) Yes. Not not a good combo. Not a good combo.